You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to The Noble and Bruce Show, brought to you by Ball is Life and Dash Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Noble and Bruce Show, hosted by Ball is Life. I'm your host, Bruce Williams, with my co-host, Zach Noble. This is the final episode of 2021. Honestly, man, we've been doing this for almost a year and a half. I can't believe it at this point. Uh, kind of started you know, off Twitter, just two guys being bros off Twitter. And, and here we are a year and a half later uh, with what might possibly be with actually objectively is the number one most downloaded podcast on the Ball is Life Network. So I'm really proud of that. Fucking right. Zach, how you doing, man? Happy New Year. Doing well. Just uh, out shoveling snow, batch, batching it for the week. Uh, family's down KC, but I'm here at Hoop all week. You're by yourself? Yep. Batching it. What's oh, ba- oh bachelor? Bachelor, some kind of like snow term. Yeah, I got a bachelor. Oh yeah, I'm just me and all these snow bunnies up here. You know, <laughs> why are you solo? What's the deal? Uh, they're family time in KC. They stuck around a little longer. So. Got you. Okay, my guy's by himself. Somebody's got to earn the. Somebody's got to earn the bread. There you go. Okay, so what we're gonna do, man? Final episodes. It's gonna be better. We're not gonna do some grand crazy thing, but uh, we're gonna. We're going to run this down because your boy has to go see the Rockets play the Lakers, uh, which I'm excited about. But we're going to run down each team's New Year's resolution, basically one goal or one you know, thing on a wish list, realistically, for every team in the NBA. And we're just going to alternate. We've got a list in front of us. We're just going to alternate and go down the list, um, hopefully get through the West and the East. And I think I'm going to kick it off. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. First foremost, Rockets. Um, I think the number one wish list for the Rockets, if we're talking real quick, Zach, we're talking this year for this, this season. This year, the season we're in play. What's your what's your 2022 New Year's resolution for these Rockets? Let's what trimming the yeah. fat. I mean, getting those Shangu minutes up. What we talk? I, I think it's aside. The, the obvious would be like Jalen Green and Alperin Shangun, You know, take the step and ball out. But that's not a necessity for this season. We have time for that to, to continue to happen. I would say one of two things. One, and this, they may go hand in hand. Christian Wood either being here for the future or getting traded for like a, a nice enticing yep. package. Pause. Um, or alternatively, securing a top top three, top four pick. Um, I think that's you know that's what Houston is looking for this season, and then they want to take the leap after this season. That's exactly so, what I'd say there too as well. I'd say Christian Wood's the big one. Um, sell high there, so. For me, number 14, New Orleans Pelicans, 
It's really similar to the Rockets at the bottom of the West, and that is build for the future. Play Trey Murphy. Play Jackson Hayes more. Um, I don't think they're getting the minutes they should. Really just figuring out what, what's in the future and what's going to stick uh, when Zion comes back and ready. But I would have actually disagreed. I would have said, number one, should be them getting getting their relationship and their fit right with Zion. Because right fair. now, that's, that's up in the air. That's fair, too. Um, okay, so moving on, Oklahoma City. We're doing these in, in backwards order, by the way, of the standings. Uh, but those standings have probably changed since, you know, we last recorded this and since you've actually heard it. So keep that in mind. But It was really Monday the 27th is when these standings were, were legit. Yeah, so OKC. Um, honestly, and some of these are going to be similar, but similar to the Rockets, they're going to want that pick. I will, I'll go a little out of the box here. I think, I think a big, different for each one. I think a big, a big thing on OKC's wish list would be the Clippers falling into the lottery because OKC mm. owns their pick. And so if they could double down on lotto, because I think OKC would really like that. How are they going to make, how are they going to make the Clippers do that? Well, they can't, but we're just talking about, we're talking about a wish list. Yes, or resolution, whatever. Um, Clippers are currently fifth in the West, but they are 17 at 500. So still, still in play, still a possibility. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, they just want to keep getting the most out of their youngins. They're getting awesome games out of Shea, having, you know, flashes of really nice potential. Dort is coming into his own. Maybe they want to get Poku rolling along. Um, but but Dort, Dort's my guy. And I think my big one there would be figuring out if Dort Shea and Giddy can all make it happen in the future because I don't see all three of them um, fitting for the long run. Um, I see Dort fitting with both of them individually. I just don't see him fitting one-on-one. So my number uh, 10, San Antonio Spurs. No, no, no. You skipped Sacramento. Oh, sorry. Here you go. Number 12, Sacramento. Uh, So it's invest in the youth and that's sell high on Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald, they need a trade more than just about anybody in the league, in my estimation. Uh, Harrison Barnes is playing career best right now. Uh, Buddy Heald's stock isn't going up anymore. It is what it is. You got to sell now. I mean, it's it's going backwards for both these guys. I truly feel that. And um, I think Ben Simmons' target, Indiana, are the number one targets for them. But they have to, whether it's just picks, or players you want to build around Fox, you got to sell high on those two. I would say I would say they should sell high on De'Aaron Fox since they got Davion Mitchell playing real nice ball, and Tyrese Halliburton's also playing some really nice ball, both at the point guard position. So I, I, I maybe agree there, but I'd say Fox. Okay, Portland at eleven. Uh, man, so many things wrong with Portland. I would say for them finding the right deal to trade Damian Lillard, I think it's time to move on, um, and I think that. They should try to get the best, you know, turn so that they can build for their future. It's either that or it's finding the right home for CJ McCollum to find the right co-star for Dame. But I think they're, I think they're past that at this point. I don't think they're going to find the right co-star for Dame. So realistically, I think they got to trade Dame, um, unfortunately. And but, but they got to do it the right way. Number ten, San All right, so San Antonio Spurs. Um, it, it's tough because we're a lot of these at the bottom are trying to figure out trades and development. A lot of similarities here, so. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, it's for me, it's finding that upside within. Um, it's it's figuring out a, a style of play. I just think um, DeJounte Murray has got to be the centerpiece there, obviously. But um, Devin Vassell, Josh Primo, 
those guys, it's figuring out one of them. Where, where the, where's the upside coming from? Um, I just think there's a lot of just average or above average players slightly. And um, you got to find any upside. You got guys that are, are good and can fit with just about anybody, but it's digging deep, finding the upside and maybe finding the coach of the future. I mean, if Becky Hammond's not it, hopefully you can be finding it somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, or just finding high end talent. Like you said, they have a lot of middling to above average, slightly above average, um, but not like that premier high end talent. So moving on, uh, Minnesota, I'll actually let you take Minnesota because that's your squad. Yeah. So for me, I would just say finding an offensive rhythm. Okay. They got a lot of pieces that don't fit. The defense has still been pretty consistent. It's definitely tailed off a tad, but um, it's finding a cohesive and um, just a coherent unit on offense, sharing the ball more, not playing so much ISO um, as we do, but um, yeah, finding any sort of structured offense with this Minnesota Timberwolves team, because that will be a lasting when we, when we, when I was preparing for this, since Minnesota was technically my team um, to, to do, I was going to say, get Ben Simmons. That'd be a dream. I think, well, I mean, I think if you could get Ben Simmons, you could really get something going. Although Minnesota's in the playoff picture. So, you know, looking, looking pretty nice so far for the Timberwolves. Um, Dallas, take it. Yeah. So number eight, the Dallas Mavericks, um, really (laughs) they're tough because they don't have much to trade. I don't think Porzingis' value is very high around the league. So really, um, they don't have rookies to develop. It's try and trade Porzingis for anything. First of all, if you can do that, but, um, or THG, but um, mainly it's just fine defense. Uh, you know, uh, Josh Green is, can he be a defensive piece for the future? Because um, this team, they need assists. They, they need a more fluid offense and that's what it's built on. And then the flow of the offense isn't there. Um, so it's either finding flow rhythm within this offense or finding defense. So I think defense would be a little easier for them to find. So it's either finding that internally or uh, trading for it. Thanks for the entire essay. So um, moving on is the Lakers. It's simple for the Lakers, man. Their New Year's resolution, their season resolution is to get Anthony Davis back. The Anthony Davis that they remember from the bubble. The Anthony Davis that they traded for. If they get him back, things probably immediately fall back into place. They might not be a favorite considering some of the other teams out there, but I think things immediately fall into place. The performances that you're getting lately from LeBron don't get wasted. Westbrook can kind of find his role as the tertiary third guy. But yeah, starts with Anthony Davis. Simple as that. If they can get Anthony Davis back to form, they should be in good shape. So um, Nuggets are 16 and 16 right now, the sixth seed. Um, really, it's get organized for the playoffs. Don't waste a Jokic year. Um, I'd love for them to try and trade MPJ. I don't think that's really likely. Uh, but really, just get this team ready for Jamal Murray coming back and try to be as good as you can because I hate wasting um, a peak Jokic year like this because big man's prime don't last very long yeah unfortunately they're kind of out of bullets so i don't even for them it would just get the best Jokic here you can salvage whatever you can i think there's mpj trades out there but we'll say that for another day yeah um moving on the clippers simple for the clippers it's extremely simple health i mean Kawhi's out paul george is now out which obviously puts them in trouble um anything that we talk about doesn't matter if those two aren't playing really so getting those guys back getting those those guys healthy um, is, is premier and first and foremost. And I guess in the meantime, they just need to stay in the hunt to, to remain competitive, 
you know, remain somewhere around this five, six, seven range until they get their guys back. Memphis Grizzlies, nobody would have expected these guys to be number four coming into the new year, but here we are. And John Morant missed a lot of games. Uh, for me, it's really just getting better on defense, which is crazy because the grit and grind, but uh, they're uh, towards the end of defense, like they're top 25 ish, top 20. Um, yeah, for 18th in point oppositions, uh, points per game, 14th in rating. But for me, it's turning hands into feet is the number one because um, they're number one in steals, number three in blocks. Um, and it's moving your feet more, using your hands less. And because that's where I see them missing. So, um, yeah, turning hands into feet. Okay, nice. Uh, moving on, number three, Utah. You know, for me, maybe this sounds like a cop-out. They're Utah. They are what they are. They are what they've been in the regular season, and that's a regular season juggernaut. We never really had concerns about Utah in the regular season. So for them, I think the main goal is to make sure that whatever they're doing and whatever's working for them is going to translate to the playoffs, and they're not going to know that until April. Um, but, that, but that's it. That, that's all that's left in their way. You know, They've answered all the questions they need to as far as the regular season goes. No worries about them. They're, they're well-coached, well-equipped. It's just a matter of is what they do in the regular season and what contributes to their success going to translate to the playoffs. I think it is with Rudy uh, Gay there now and Hassan Whiteside uh, being really productive, but it's making sure that's conducive to the playoffs um, and making sure Rudy Gay can play a lot of small ball five. I would want to see that bad. So number two of the Phoenix Suns, it's resting Chris Paul. It's uh, making sure his health is their wealth um, going into the new year here. Um, and just continue what's working. I mean, this team made it all the way last year. And um, I think with Aiton's growth, Devin Booker is just getting more confident by the day. Just keep doing what they're doing and make sure Chris Paul's healthy. And then number one, Golden State, it's, it's very simple. Get Clay Thompson back. That's it. Get Clay Thompson back at full health, max strength. They are already potentially a favorite in the West, either them or Phoenix at the moment, maybe Utah. If and when they get back at full strength, max health, they're going to be scary. So that's what's next for them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so moving on to the Eastern Conference. Uh, we're going to start again. These are the standings as of Monday, December 27th. Um, we're going to do this on Tuesday, December 28th, because that's how we do. And get uh, but we're going to go 15 through 1 in the Eastern Conference. So starting with the Detroit Pistons, 15. Um, I think two things for them. Number one, find the right trade package and, and destination for Jeremy Grant. Maximize that asset. He signed a three-year deal. Basically, Detroit's in the same situation as the Rockets are with Christian Wood. They've got to figure out if Jeremy Grant's a part of the future or if they can maximize that asset. So they should try to find the best trade package. And then second, um, continue to develop Cade Cunningham. I mean, they got the number one overall pick. They're really happy with him. He's had some great performances. You want to meet that and continue to see what he's made up. Very good. Number 14 of the Orlando Magic. It's uh, cutting back on those Marlboro Reds. Uh, quit smoke. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, we're talking NBA resolutions here. So 
Uh, for me, 14 is figuring out the future. Who is what? Is Cole Anthony a point guard? Is Wendell Carter Jr. the starting center of the future? Um, how do you want to utilize Franz? It's more so just figuring out where these players fit best and who's a long-term starter if you can. I know Franz is only a rookie, but that dude is polished, and uh, he's, uh, he's a long-term piece. It's just figuring out how do you want to utilize them and how – Essentially uh, focused. Are you going to be around him? Okay, in Indiana. Simple. Uh, they need to figure out what the hell is going on. They have several names: Karis LeVert, Demontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, maybe even Malcolm Brogdon. Um, they kind of got a fire sale going on, and they need to figure out who they're moving, what they're looking for in return, and how they're going to frame their rebuild, or if they are going to enter a rebuild or not. Tons of questions. Um, I, I, I think Indiana is pretty disappointing because they have a decent amount of talent, and they should not be in the bottom third or fourth or whatever of the, of the conference. So they got to figure out what's going on with their fire cell. Yeah. They need to get along and they need to get it right quick. Um, yeah. Shit's going way wrong there. So the number 12, I got the New York Knicks here. Um, they need to decide on identity and focus on those strengths. So they're really not great at anything offensively, defensively. Um, they're just middle at basically everything. Um, if you look at their statistics across the board and just the eye test, they're about as average as they get, especially with Julius Randle declining and Kemba Walker in and out. It's you don't know what you're getting with this team ever. So um, it's really just picking an identity and moving forward with that. Um, so I don't know if they have it on the roster to just focus on a on a side, but they got to do it. They got to just decide with this roster. All right, Toronto. Um, man, two things for Toronto. Health and development. They've had a lot of guys out. Obviously, everyone has with COVID, but I feel like they've been hit especially hard with it. And then they've got potentially the rookie of the year. And they've just got they got nice pieces. Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, uh, P- Pascal Siakam. You know, the list goes on. They're very good at developing uh, talent and just kind of having their culture and identity. I think that they eventually, maybe even next year, will be better than where they are right now. Um, but health and development, if they can just focus on getting guys healthy, continuing to develop studies, get Pascal Siakam back to form, then I think, uh, you know, Toronto will eventually be back, back to the Raptors that we've known uh, of the, of the mid 2010s or whatever you want to call it. Very good. I like where Atlanta's going. They're the number 10 seed right now. I think they're trending the right way. I really do. Uh, but for me, it's figuring out um, you got to pay DeAndre Hunter coming up here. Um, you got to figure out, I mean, how is this team going to look and the, the future of it sooner than later? Because you got Hunter, Herder, and Reddish. I know this is beating like a horse on Twitter, and it, it, it's getting ugly there, um, who you want to play and where. So it's figuring out, um, are you going all in on Reddish? Are you going to try to make it work with all three? Can you pay all three? Um, it's figuring out that trio there, but... Um, you got Danilo Gallinari coming up. You could probably get something for him. Um, you got Clint Capella's contract winding down. He's at a peak. You could sell high on him, and Onyeka's coming along. So it's really figuring out um, who's on this team in the long run. That's what I got. Right. Boston, number nine. Boston, man, I really thought they'd be – last two years, I thought they'd be better than they are. Uh, I think they just, plain and simple – got to figure out what's going on with what they're going to do with the pairing of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I love the pairing. I personally wouldn't blow it up just because in my head, it, it seems to make so much sense and fit. And we've seen them get to conference finals, even at, you know, just a young age. So 
but it seems like maybe Jalen Brown isn't working and they got to figure out if they can maximize that asset, potentially trade him for Christian Wood and Eric Gordon. I'm being a homer there. Um, mm-hmm. So either, either figure out what's going on with Jalen Brown or they got to get themselves a point guard. They got to get a bench. So they have some serious issues. Uh, one, you know, there isn't one thing that's going to fix their season, but I think the most important issue for them is what's, what's the future with Jalen Brown in Boston. Love it. So uh, number eight, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, this kind of is very fitting for me. Uh, it lines up well. Um, one of my resolutions is to read more. They need to read more on defense. They're dead last in defense, um, and they got to figure this shit out. So I don't know if they have it on the roster. I really don't outside of a Martin twin and uh, Miles Bridges, I believe, in his defensive potential a little bit. But they got to trade for it. Miles Turner needs to go to Charlotte. That's my number one destination for him. He'd be perfect for him there. Um, or else Ben Simmons. Figure it out, even though Ben and LaMelo is sketchy as hell. Um, yeah, fine defense anywhere and everywhere. Cam Reddish, there we go. It's, a, it's out there. Go get it. You have the talent to get it. You got to risk it to read those books. Awesome. Um, next is Washington. The you know, I, I got to be honest, I haven't watched enough of the Wizards to have a good answer here. But just from what I do know, um, I think they're a little bit better than I thought they'd be, quite frankly. Um, so I would say maybe for them, two things that stick out to me, three things really. Keep developing Denny. Uh, two, figure out what the hell you're going to do with Bertans or if that's just dead money at this point um, on, you know, I guess, unfulfilled potential in terms of money. Um, and then lastly, like, what's the identity to build behind Bradley Beal? Washington got off to a good start. Looked like what they put together might be for now. It's looking like it's just another mediocre kind of average team. So is that the ceiling with Bradley Beal? I don't know, but maybe you've seen more of Washington and can speak a little bit better to, to it than I can. They got to invest more in Denny and Rui, um, which sucks because they're trying to win with Bradley Beal. Uh, they, they, they're a Ben Simmons destination. If I've ever seen one, Bradley Beal, not talking about wanting to sign again there. That's really sketchy. So I think about, um, trading him and building sooner than later if he wants out. So I'd, I'd put his hand to the fire and say, Bradley, make a decision. Are you signing here or do we need to trade your ass? So um, I got number six, Philadelphia. Yeah, of course, it's Ben Simmons. It's figuring that out. But um, it's clearing their airwaves, clearing the minds, getting at peace with themselves because it's definitely been clogging all that shit up, um, the Ben Simmons drama. The big thing other than Ben Simmons is figuring out if Maxi is the point guard of the future. Can he even play point guard? I don't think he's a true point guard. I don't necessarily like him as the point guard there. Um, so figuring out a point guard if you're not going to be able to trade Ben for one. Makes sense to me. Um, moving on, Cleveland. Honestly, man, Cleveland, all they need is health. Get their guys back. Um, Sexton's obviously out. Um, you know, they've got a bunch of guys out with COVID protocols as well, but once they get everyone back, even without Sexton, they just get their core guys back aside from Sexton. They're far ahead of schedule. Uh, you know, they're a top five team right now and they look every bit the part. So for them, I really think they just need to stay the course, get guys healthy, stay the course. Uh, they could, they could be a second round team. And if they really, really click, they can maybe surprise a team in the second round. Mm, yeah. I think they got at least a second round ceiling. They could be the Atlanta last year. Um, I really like Cleveland. Um, but Miami at number four here, um, they're just sliding under the radar, and they're just so rock solid and so deep, and they just keep getting better as the year goes. 
Um, Jimmy Butler, I mean, is just going to shock people as the year goes. Nobody's talking about that guy. Um, it's, it's incredible what they're doing. Uh, Tyler Hero could win MIP. Kyle Lowry hasn't declined. He's just taking more of a James Harden pass first mentality there. Uh, so really, for me, it's get healthy James, uh, James Butler. Jimmy Butler's only played 19 games. Uh, Bam Adebayo's only played 18. Markeith Morris has only played 10. Yeah, Udonis Haslam playing eight. So it's getting healthy, but also with the newfound love of Omer, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent, it's figuring out how those guys can stay in the rotation and fit because they need them, and that's how they're going to get far in this life. Very nice. Number three, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you know, once you get to this tier of team, especially with a defending champion, there's really not much they need. And Milwaukee, just like Cleveland and just like some of the other good teams, it's health. Uh, get their guys back from COVID protocol. They really started to hit the stride. And then they lost a couple guys. They've been getting good minutes out of DeMarcus Cousins, which is crazy. Uh, they've got Wesley Matthews contributing, which when they get to full strength, he could be a huge piece. Um, get their guys back out of COVID protocol. Get Dante DiVincenzo back and keep the train moving. The only thing other than health that I could possibly think of for them would be to make some type of luxury upgrade, like trading for Eric Gordon. I think Eric Gordon would fit really well in Milwaukee with what they do, point at attack, defense, three-point shooting, veteran leadership, playoff um, performances. So that's what I got for Milwaukee. All right, so number two, the Chicago Bulls, my favorite league pass team. Um, they just need to figure out um, defensively, is this going to last into the playoffs? Um, I'm not sure if their defense is built for the playoffs. Yes, you can say they're a top 10 defense, as the defensive rating says, but it's about as questionable as it gets in my estimation. They could find a way to get more wing defense. Their team defense has been incredible. Um, and and big defense too. But outside of that, Nikola Vucevic, they need more of him. That's the resolution. Run the offense through him more. Make sure he's a center point. The last four games, though, they've done a great job of that. 50% from the field, 44 from three, 19, 13, and four. Those are the numbers you need on Nikola Vucevic and keep pounding him home. And then finally, last, um, the Brooklyn Nets. Again, health, dude. Just get Kyrie Irving back. They got KD back. Uh, they got a few other guys back from health and safety protocols. Get Kyrie Irving back on the court. And even if Kyrie Irving's not back on the court, get James Harden fully healthy these last three, four games. He's looked like MVP James Harden. Hey, is- he got to his resolution sooner than later. He got skinny, baby. He's- yeah, well, I mean, you got to play in his shape. Took him a couple <laughs> months, but he's there. So they get, if, if Harden's back for real and they get Kyrie back, they are your title favorite. Um, so that's what I got for Brooklyn. And I think that wraps up the league. So we we blew through that really wow. quickly. That was actually really fun. It was like a rapid fire. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, we needed to probably avoided, do something like that a little more. Yeah, we, we avoided straying too far off topic. And we just dialed in and just boom, 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 boom. Can't um, believe we did that all 30. Holy shit. Well, happy New Year coming up. I got this is the final episode of the year. Thank you all so much, those who tune in. Rate, subscribe, like everything. Uh, I said, we got the number one podcast on the Ball is Life Network. And that doesn't happen without listeners like the people that are listening at this juncture, 25, 30 minutes in. And support what we do because it helps what we do. Um, and we're, we're only building and getting better. Numbers are only getting better. And, and things look like they're on the up and up. But uh, I said, do you have anything else? To- yeah, no, I appreciate all you guys. It's been a hell of a year in 2021. A lot of fun. And uh, just keep riding with us. Let us know what type of guests, what kind of content. 
Uh, appreciate all the feedback. It's been growing as we grow. So been a lot of fun. And you guys have a great 2022 bringing that shit in. Damn sick. Damn sick.